back for another the mad awesome show i hope everybody was pleasantly surprised and not annoyed when they opened their podcast app this morning and saw that there was a mad awesome uh podcast but tilo how you doing yeah i'm doing good man i'm excited to finally be back and uh talk the game with you yeah we've got i mean at, at this point we, we we've been gone for so long there's a ton of stuff to catch up on. And I won't guarantee that we'll be able to uh, cover everything, but there are some like pretty major things that we've talked about before that, uh, that probably need to be gone over, but I, I guess doing things out of order here. How has your GAC season been so far? We just started three V three and you've done your first match and we're looking at doing more. So how's that going? This one was a train wreck. Um, I was editing my defense right before the the timer ended, so this one I didn't have my Qui Gon Jin Datacron on my Qui Gon team. Like there was tons of them that were still mixed up from last season. Um, I just didn't time manage wise, so I just used it as basically science and kind of play around with it a little bit because I was like, I'm gonna lose this one. I had Lord Vader on offense and all sorts of stuff, and I'm like, ah, it's okay though. <laughs> Uh, he does do a lot better with his dot cron on offense than he does without it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you could should at least split them all and get some stuff out of it that way. That's that's all right. First match, I always just help make myself feel better if I lose the first one. It's always the um it's always the most points, so it gives you more opportunity to climb back up. Yeah. But I had a... sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say, what about you? Honestly, uh, so I as you probably very well know, I got matched up against go cups um and for those of you who are unaware we're listening right now go cups is an officer in our guild he's a, also he's just really active on discord he was he's around the scouter discord quite a lot he also is doing his their own podcast the gac lab along with brill and ice house so very like very prominent member in at least my community so that was re- really fun to get to face to go off against him uh we had a pretty good time i think that one of the things we he mentioned and i thought it too i haven't told him this but when we were trying to scout each other uh, we the conclusion we were coming to is that we just kept looking like a team short like that was that's that's what everything kept looking like because we both set fairly heavy defenses and then to be able that that became challenging and luckily my gas was able to kill half his malgus team and i think that's that's what really helped pull it out for us in the end so I, I did. I did get. To, I did get the the win on him. Uh, but it was. It was. It was close. There was another, other really clutch thing that we had go our way is, and a lot of people learn this. Uh, so our or not armor. Um, Afro's commando droid. His special ability is anti revive, and because we killed Tuscan Raider with it, it enabled us to take down that team a lot easier than we would have otherwise. So three is oh, going cool. well. Got our, got our first match down. I don't know how the rest of it will go, but that's a good, a good way to start it. Hopefully keep the momentum going. That's good. That is the idea, but yeah, theory theory always ends up being different. We were just talking as well. This is the this is, Have you fought in any of our guildmates? I have not fought 
any of our guildmates. I barely fight people we know. I think the, the Kanak was like the only one in a long, long time that I knew I was fighting. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I fought three now. We, I have not been in the guild that long, and I've already faced off against three <laughs> of our members. And I, I was, we were talking before the cast. If I had to pick a fourth, I'd, I'd want to go against free. We were talking, um, he's also just a really good player. We're really close to each other right now. We're like within two points and he has a similar style roster that I do. So I think, I think that would be a really fun match. Yeah. Free would be a good one. Uh, bro would be fun too. Bro would be fun. Yeah. But all right, that pretty much covers JC for the most part, which is nice because we have a ton else to cover. So changing things up a little bit news-wise, uh, Galactic Legend Leia has been hashtag officially, 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 officially confirmed. We know for a matter of fact that we are getting her. Uh, what are your thoughts as her in a Galactic Legend? Well, I guess we'll just start there. Uh, she deserves to be a Galactic Legend. I'm surprised it doesn't happen sooner. Um, it's good it's coming to the game now. Uh, I'm interested to see what her kit's going to be completely, like the animations on it. I think that's going to be kind of fun. Um, other than that, she's she's just a good character. I'm I'm glad she's coming to the game. Um, I don't know if I would have picked that exact time frame for Leia, but it is what it is. At least it's Leia. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like this version specifically. It does feel a little bit weird, but I know they're try they're essentially trying to make sure that we get a rebel leader leia because the only like stronger like head over version leia that we have i guess is more of a new a resistance or a new republic one and that i think dips a little bit too far into race fields um also i think people just would be extremely upset if she came out and she had no rebel synergy and was entirely resistance yeah that's true but is, is that the version you were thinking of or were you thinking <laughs> of of another one now i'm like thinking about it i don't know which one i would want more than Endor Leia. Um, shoot. The only one I could say maybe like Jedi Leia, but they wouldn't give us that one. Oh, yeah, then, she like is. Yeah, Jedi Leia exists like, at least in canon, very, very little. Like we have like one scene of her. Yeah, and then it's like way after the Rebels anyways, so I don't know if you get that tag anyways. And then uh, I just think her iconic looks have already been like portrayed on the game. So you were going to get those anyways, other than like the Endor one. And then you're not going to get Slave Leia as a Galactic Legend either. So I, I think it was like their only their only shot of getting the Galactic Legend Leia. I would I, I was not I was not going to be surprised if they did a Hut Slayer Leia. Because um, <laughs> I don't be cool. to me, it almost felt like that's what the job event was testing it was like let's see what actually happens. Like if a bunch of people get upset and like, you know, that's not a, like, that's not a good way to portray Carrie Fisher or whatever. Um, and if people got all the arms, they could just be like, guys, calm down. It's just a random NPC. It's, it's not like, that's not how we view Leia as a whole. Um, and then if, but if people were totally cool with it, which they were for the most part, I didn't see anyone get like, nobody, no, no, nobody threw a fit that I saw. Um, then they could go ahead and go with the decision to actually make you know the most important variation of Leia that one. But I mean, I I'm not gonna complain with uh, the version we're getting. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, I would have been cool. The only thing is her team. You know, it, it's like you have JKL. He's already kind of like needed. You have Skiffguard Lando. He's in the hut, the Java team. Like uh, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if we would have had enough leftover characters for that squad with the existing ones. And then the the ones that we don't have are like slight variations. We got like Han without the vest. Um, <laughs> it's just like a couple other ones. R2 with like drinks on them, maybe. Yeah, so I don't know the team that would be around her. Well, I still don't know what the team is going to be around her because they've kind of come forward oh, and we don't true. we don't we don't know if they're right. But they're they're telling us right now that she's not going to take away from the core CLS team. And I mean, that that may or may not be true, but obviously Drogon's going to work with her. They, they, they said the whole point of him is specifically to design a team that doesn't take away from the CLS team. So he's a shoe in. But I the other one to me that I. I feel like they have to do, and they don't have to do it. They can do whatever they want, but I feel like they have to do is R2. Yeah. No, R2 needs a home. Like, and hopefully he gets like an Omicron or something like that to boost like his stat sharing abilities and almost make it like a, a Chupio for for Leia, something something like that. Um, but at the same time, it's like they got to be careful because if they have Chupio and R2 on there, plus his Omicron or whatever they're going to end up giving them, that could be a little bit nasty um i don't know like and then when they say core cls squad are they just talking about cls han and chewy and this chupio an option to get pulled or c3po like i i really wonder what their their view on the core is i mean they, i think they have it has to be the five like you can't yeah. cls is not the same team without chupio and they have the data to know that they 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 know what people are using 95 percent of the time i i was looking at this a while ago for reasons but like it kyber offensive teams i think cls is the most used non-galactic legend offensive team in the entire game and that and it's always yeah. that comp um so so yeah our, an r2 wouldn't be hard all they have to they could totally and i'm not always a fan of them doing this but they could just cookie cutter him like they could flat yeah. out say if r2 is with galactic legend leia he does x like that wouldn't be it wouldn't even be weird. Like, oh, R2 has synergy with Leia? Duh. Like, I don't... Like, it's like Han having... Not exactly, but it's it's not that far off from Han having synergy with Chewbacca. Like, nobody will look at that and be weirded out and be like, oh, you know, they don't have a dynamic at all. Yeah. But it's going to be those other two swat, uh, spots that are going to be really interesting. Because I can see R2 definitely going with her. Just a little touch-up. Drogon, we know, is, uh, is a shoe-in. But it's those other two ones. Like once you have those three characters, I'm not. I don't. You can go so much different directions because they don't scream another character. You know what I'm saying? Like you can throw in a wicket. You can throw in all sorts of these other teams. I don't know if they want to break the Ewoks apart or they can go into a different directions too and try to put in like a rebel officer, somebody. You know? Yeah, I don't know what they plan on doing with that. Um, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if we got a half Ewok team, but at that point I would just I would just be asking the question, why do we have Nisa to lift A exactly. and B? Why are they making Drogon in the first place? Because they could have just made her like the ultimate version of C three PO, where she has all Rebel and Ewok synergies and it, like it just and it, maybe instead of not having just Wicket there, but actually do work. I guess maybe they could just steal specifically Wicket. They could do the same thing yeah. they do. They were just mentioned with R two, where Nisa's whole objective was to replace Wicket in the Ewok team because she kind she does she does in some ways, um, and then Wicket has gets a huge freaking ability that says if Galactic Legend Leia is the leader, 
and he does 10 amazing things. So I guess, yeah, Wicked actually is not totally off the table. Yeah, the, the, I mean, that's the thing with Leia, though. She, like, she crosses path with so much other different characters. Like, all these characters are not off the table with her team. It's just a matter of which ones they choose for her, you know? It's like she has interactions with Wicked. She has interactions with pretty much all her requirements, plus tons of other ones. Like, she's related to, she has. Like, you can throw, it kind of makes it make, it make sense. Oh yeah, I made I made that uh, joke. I went up, not joke, but the statement when I was on the Galaxy of Zeros podcast, when we were still speculating Rex. If you if you needed fifteen requirements for Galactic Legend Leia, and you didn't, even if you didn't use any Galactic Legend, you could fill up all fifteen spots with nothing but family members. For real, all <laughs> all, all fifteen could be variations of Han, Ben um luke there's uh han luke ben anakin and padme like there there are 15 characters out there that get that could fill it up so yeah she to your point she crosses so much time and space that they really could like pick anyone from the rebel faction um uh, yeah so i guess that's there <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much like a wait and see it's whatever cg picks <laughs> Yeah, it, it is kind of whatever they want. I, I'm interested to, to know, I guess not to know, but why they felt it was so important to protect the CLS team when they have not cared about any of the other ones. Like, N- Padme did not get protected when JMK came out. Darth Vader and Thrawn or whatever did not get protected when Lord Vader came out. The Jedi certainly, like Luke and Revan, did not get protected when Jedi Master Luke came out. Like... The, all, all of those teams just came in and absorbed the previous version. I mean, the first order in the Resistance one definitely did. Like, Hux was custom built for SLKR. Well, that's always been their baby, though, the CLS squad. Like, they've always kept it in relevance, too. Like, when it starts slowing down, what do they do? Bring out Chewbacca. When they start slowing down, what do they do? Bring out um, C-3PO. When it starts slowing down some more, they bring out Chupio, you know? It, it's always... I think... That's one of the developers. I don't know who over there, but their favorite team and their favorite, um, or, or their favorite core old school team from like the beginning of the game. I think you're. I don't know if you're hitting your table or your microphone table, but I'm getting some like. like oh, that's hits. probably me. I'm, I'm super bad at that. I'm like. Ah, oh yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, but no. Um, I think I think you're probably right. I think that's what it is, and it, it's because when you come to a Star Wars game. And, you know, we're obviously very big fans of the prequels. I would I would say that I like the prequels more than the original trilogy, as much as a heresy as that is. But if you're trying to get the widest group of people to look at your game and be like, oh, that's Star Wars, having a team that is CLS, uh, uh, Chewbacca, Han, and 3PO in it, like, that, that is as Star Wars team as you can ever get. Like everyone would be able to look at that and know exactly what game this is without beyond the shadow of a doubt. Like I, I, I could see that being their baby. And like, all right, we're not messing with it because it is iconic. Not, not notice as a team, but as far as lore goes. Yeah. And, and then plus two, like it's very accessible in the beginning of the game. Like it's not super crazy because you need Ewoks and stuff like that, but like it's, it's a goal and a, kind of a benchmarker for their like projection of the early farm 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really good transition from early game to mid game because, mm-hmm. like you said, you can't you it can't be like one of your first teams ever because it not only do you have V walks, but you have to mess with um you have to mess with all CLS's wrecks. You have to mess with all of uh bounty hunters bounty hunters that's right and then even on top of that you have to if you want the full team in effect you have to have be able to devote a little bit of time to Kyrotech because of nubok is in there he requires 200 before even gear 12 so it's raids too yeah 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 oh that one i mean that barrier is like that han's probably the easiest character right now for that team which is oh, a little yeah, weird a because of the new stuff but uh yeah so I think we covered Leia pretty well. Very excited for her to get to get really any version of Galactic Legend of her, but that's that's pretty cool. So we also got Leviathan, and rather than just announce, we actually got it in game. So do you have it, Andor? What is your opinion on it, Tilo? I don't have it, so I didn't get it day one. But um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get it um, the second time it comes around. So I'll have that up and running. Uh, my opinion on it, it it's it's a decent ship. You know, it's not a world beater that some of these other capital ships were when they came out. Um, but it, but it's one of those ships, like, it, it can give you some problems on defense, but I think its main purpose is probably for offense right now until they probably touch up some of these bugs. Um, when they touch up some of these bugs and they kind of fix them up a little bit more, because I know they already have for a couple of them, it, it may change things, but it, it's really good on offense, and it's a capital ship. Anything on the top tier capital ship is a must-have. So, uh, in my opinion, it's a must-have. Yeah, it definitely feels like... I, and I don't really know what their intentions were with it. They said they wanted it to be king, but I don't... I mean, that that doesn't tell me everything. But it feels like it's it's having the same effect, or it's the same gap um, that Profundity had with Executor. It's just now having with Profundity. It's not... It's not completely unbeatable. It's not It's not like Executor was when it first came out. When Executor first came out, it was a huge freaking nightmare. Nothing could beat it in a, in a one-shot. Like, the highest one-shot that existed when Executor first came out was Malevolence at, like, 25%. It sucked. Like, it was, it was very hard to beat. When Profundity came out, that just wasn't the case. Like, Executor... While it was at a slight disadvantage, Executor can still beat Profundity with high consistency. And that, that feels like exactly where we are with um with Leviathan as well. Like you said, it's very good on offense. It beats everything. But Profundity, if you know what you're doing, can consistently beat it. And there, there's an Empire comp out there as well, but it's very expensive depending on what your roster looks like. So it's it, it really just feels like it got added to this... And I don't think I don't know if this is what their intention, but it feels like it got added to this kind of rock paper scissors, um, yeah. meta rather than being the new, the brand new um, hotness that just dominates everything. Yep, it's paper. It's the paper. It executors the rock and uh, profundities the scissors. It's the paper. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that I think we might still see a change is because I think it's bug free now. The only thing that I think they might be a little bit mad about, and this could rat, this could actually change a whole lot and make our lives really hard, is there's been questions of looking into the Profundity versus Leviathan matchup. And the re- the only reason, I don't know if they're going to do something, but the only reason why it concerns me is because Profundity beats Leviathan undersized. Like, you don't use a single reinforcement. Um, yeah. And you're getting 77. And while... 
and the, the kicker with that is it's not that Leviathan sucks, therefore Profundity can beat it with three reinforcements. Is that it's that you literally don't want the reinforcements. You have to rush ult or you lose. So it's not like a profundity is that much better than Leviathan. It's like this is the only real viable strategy to do this consistently. So my issue is if they get rid of that, and you know, it's whatever they do, I guess. But if they get rid of that, then we essentially have no counters to Leviathan outside of Mir and the really expensive Empire thing. And depending on how they fix um the profundity interaction, they might break the Empire one too. Like and then we're, we're we're left with no counters and like that to me that's 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 worse like i don't i don't want to be subjected to having to do mirror matches every single time uh, i actually hate mirror matches i i wouldn't do that i would i would be i'd be finding the malevolence 25 percent counter and being like all right guys we're gonna try this again no i'm right there with you too it's like i i don't want to live through the executor meta again with like no counters like that was horrible uh during that time we didn't even have first order that was like after it came out so let's like I, I want an avenue to where i can take this team out without the mirror so even if it's maybe a little bit weaker on defense i'm fine with that i'd rather have things the way they are right now with that rock paper um, rock paper scissors kind of aspect um because if they if they nerf that oh my gosh it's gonna be super headache and feet and we're going to have that same situation we did back then, too, where people really, really complained about Fleet. I think Fleet's in a good place right now. We got tons of squads, um, a lot of uh, versatility. Now you're seeing kind of like these mixed squads, too, depending on like which capital ships you guys don't or we don't have, which ones we do have. So it, it's nice. So hopefully it stays like that. <laughs> yeah. So if you have everything, then Fleet's just become a non-factor. Like there's not. I mean, you can set Leviathan Profound Executor and... There's three. There's about three eight eighty percent counters for each of them, so you know you can you can you can still get your butt kicked. Eighty percent isn't a hundred percent. You know, times that by three, and there's there's an equation somewhere in there for how often you're just not going to be able to beat all three in one shots. But still, like, yeah, it, it's it, it's mostly taken care of by this at this point. Where where's your um your Leviathan at? What star level? Seven stars, yeah. Oh, seven stars. So you dipped into the the Jar Jar fun. Oh yeah, Jar Jar got fun got entirely used, and I'm I am actually really happy that I did that. Um, so when exec so when Executor first came out, we kind of learned the hard way after CG buffed it. Um, at seven stars, that seven stars is where you want Executor. Profundity, on the other hand, actually ended up working out just fine at like five stars. You could be under yeah. Leviathan very much seems to be seven star bust as well. Like it does it, it start opening up other counters if you are at a lower level. And also mirror matches just become a huge pain in the butt if you are understarred, which is not the case of Profundity. Profundity was very, typically whoever was on offense and or whoever was willing to bring in Type Bomber would just win every single time. Yeah. But... I, I think the only other really large piece of news that we have is the rate. So what are your thoughts on this guy? Oh, I hate this so much. Oh, um, really? Tell me why. Don't, I don't, it's weird. Like I, I like the model of the raid. I like Leia getting her own raid. I just, 
I, I wish we would have known earlier. And luckily, I didn't fully invest in the existing raid right now because uh, that changes things. Or I wish they were like a little bit scaled down the relic levels because having the Tuscan team is fine, you know? H having the Jawas, like, that's an extra team. Like, that's whatever. But making us invest heavily into these teams for something that only lasts, what, is it going to last like nine months? Uh, the crate raid's only going to last like six. Oh, six months. So I'm, the I'm next, off by three. The next one will be nine. The next one will be nine. Yeah. So six months for for that investment. And I know, like, the, the more you invested in it, the more you get out of it. But we were all under the impression that it was going to be something that was there for a while, like Seep It, all the other raids. You know, like, they didn't let us know. And I know they can't let us know that's the way the game operates, but it just kind of sucks, too. Because uh, what if those people, when they were announcing, Leia, we're still going after like some of these requirements, and then it's like hard stop. Now they have like a half Jawas team, and that's that's not going to help nobody. Yeah, I so I had the the initial reaction, and actually I got a lot of uh, pushback from the community with that reaction, and I think where the disconnect was for me is I had I had done the math about a month or two after Crate Raid had started because I wanted to see. Because we kept getting all these, like, um, not crazy teams, but different teams for the crate rate of showing how you get, like, max crate. What's the, what's the best team with Tuscans? What's the best team with Maldalorians? What's the best team with Old Republic? Whatever. And some of them are just good ideas. Like, some of them are, are just generally helpful to your roster. Like, R8, Jabba, Boosh, and Kersantan. Like, that is... Yeah. there. Are, I, there's plenty of arguments out there for doing that even if the crate raid never existed for a single day. Like, that's... You can do so much worse with your resources. You have some things that are more middle ground, like Tuscans and the Maldalorians team, that, yes, they're 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 actually really good in other places, but maybe they're not as good as the other team you gave up that was, you know, Inquisitors or Starkiller or whatever. But then you do have, like, this small amount of characters that are just arguably garbage outside <laughs> of the raid, and my, again, my disconnect was, I was looking at this group of characters and I was like, wow, if this raid lasts long enough, and it wasn't very long, mind you, it was like six to, eight, no, it wasn't six months. It was like, if you can get that done within 11 months, you will get all of your droid brains, not sorry, not droid brains, you will get all your arrow magnifiers, you'll get all your impulse detectors, you'll get all your zimbittles, you'll actually make all that back within 11 months. It, 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 in this so that could end up making really like terrible upgrades like greedo to r8 or mission to r8 like you could actually get those back if the raid would have lasted for a longer amount of time so that was that was my disconnect i looked at that and i was like so basically anyone who r8 to greedo just did it for funsies and they're <laughs> that, that's it though they're never going to receive see the return on that and they're just stuck with it now um, so, but that was, a, I, I refer to this as a disconnect because a lot of people didn't buy into that. A lot of people are like, were, had the more mentality of, oh, that was good. I'm going to RA Jabba. Tuscans are good. I'm going to R5 Tuscans. So from, from the sentiment that I've gotten from the community in large is that they're kind of on board. Like they're like, oh, new raid every six months or every nine months. Heck yeah. Huh. That, that, that's weird. I, I feel like it would be the opposite, but now if 
Yeah, I don't even know. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I I, re- I expect typically, and this is like a shame on me at this point. I typically <laughs> expect a more negative reaction from the player base when something happens, and I was just wrong. Like I, you know, shame on me. I guess I uh, I I expected to maybe have like a mixed crowd, but no. Like for the most part, everybody seems pretty darn happy. And I think one of the things that helps with it is the new upcoming Endor raid. If you look at the characters, like almost none of them suck. Like they are yeah. all really good. The only ones that are like even bad are the are some of the Ewoks. But I mean, we could get there. And the only good Ewok team might be Chirpo, Wicket, and Nisa, aka the requirements for Galactic Legend Leia. And you don't even need to take mm. up tebow or whatever so there, there, there's a strong possibility that the new raid is just level up all your characters the r5 r7 or whatever it is get great rewards and then you are you know those who are in the podcast air quotes here you're stuck with a with a great team in general so i don't i i i'm i'm i'm, a, I'm pretty excited for endor now kind of with that with that perspective in mind it's like oh no i have to take i into r7 whatever will i do I'm just worried of what it's gonna do to like guilt. You know, it's like, are you gonna be fully invested? Like you saw the people going for this one, you know. And I know that like the top tier guilds are that they're oh, yeah. gonna go all in, but it's those mid tier guilds that I'm like, are 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 you gonna get the same level of like involvement as you would if it was like a long period of time? I I think they will honestly. I I think people are gonna be uh push to you know do it for the guild a lot quicker because they're and i think i think this will end up having a little bit more negative reaction later on but what one of the things that is going to be frustrating and this didn't happen with java because java came out cons- like way before um the crate raid came out but there's going to be a lot of like efficient free-to-play players that are going to unlock leia and only get to use her for three months in the raid and i would not yeah. be shocked if after six months of the new raid is when we get the next one announced. So I, I, I think there, I think it's, I think a lot of people are going to be really mad. They're going to, in six months, they're going to, you know, slow farm the characters, get up all the relic levels. And then the second they can actually use it in the raid, and they will be able to use it in the raid. There's get, there's going to drop the announcement that, Hey, all right. Now that you did that, uh Xylo beast is coming in three months. Now you're all these other teams up and you're going to be like, but I, yeah, that's that's what I'm waiting for. That I don't, I don't. I feel like a lot of people aren't realizing quite yet. Do we know the the boss for the the new raid? Did I completely miss that or no? Oh, we don't know yet. I don't. I so the only thing that I've been told as far as bosses go is I think we're just gonna be we're just gonna be constantly chasing troopers. I think like scout troopers. troopers? Oh, that kind of sucks. Like they they had so many options in indoor they couldn't do. I think that's what it is. They might, um, there might be two phases where the first phase is that scout trooper thing. And then at the end, maybe you have, I don't know, you fight multiple ATSTs or maybe you fight the NATAT. Like, I don't know. You ever, you, you, did you play, uh, Lego Star Wars? No. Uh, so not, not even the new one, but like one of the old ones. They would, the yeah. Yeah. So the, the old one that you would actually, you would go up to the top landing platform where vader's shuttle or whatever would land there and you would you would fight an atat i feel like they could do something like that maybe for a phase two but that isn't that's not confirmed yeah 
Or they they touched uh, Nisa. So back in the old school show, they had those giant uh, monsters. They could have used one of those too. Oh, oh yeah. So if, like if you're talking about like the Ewok show, there is a yeah. ton. There is a ton of characters that they had from that thing. Yeah, and then they had that giant monster. It's like about the same size as like a Rancor. I think that would have been perfect too. And something cool too, because not a lot of people have seen it or even known of it. I don't even remember the name of it to be honest. Oh, is this from like the movie? It was in the movies too, but it was in the cartoon too. The movie what? one was ugly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So there, were, I mean, I I watched the the cartoon series, and there were they had a lot of stuff in that one. Like they had, I'm a little surprised we haven't ever seen any of it anywhere else, or maybe we have, but like they have, there's like ten different creatures they come across in that thing. They they mentioned them in like a couple of like canon books, like kind of name dropped it here and there, but. Nothing like major story wise. Yeah. So yeah, overall, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited about Endor. If it were up to me, I would want the cadence to be something along the lines of a year, um, maybe maybe yeah. fourteen months or something like that, so that there wouldn't we're not we wouldn't have had this eventual like kick in the, kick in the nuts feeling of I but I just did this and now I. I have to go against the next thing. And I guess in a sense, that's kind of the whole concept of the game. Like we always, you know, you farm the thing. Then as soon as you get it, you farm the next thing. And that's just how life goes on. But, but the year would be good. The year would be good. Cause it's like you said, 11 months would you would get all your, your stuff you invested back, you know? Yeah. So that's if you had those teams immediately though, like you would have to, that would be like having R8 Tuscans the day the crate launches. Yeah, but it's like anything after that, it's like you fully understand like, okay, I'm not going to recruit all this investment, but I want this because of this reason or this reason or this reason. Like um, having the the change of pace between six months, nine months, and who knows how long the next one is going to be. There's kind of no consistency and no understanding of it's like, okay, I'm making this investment like wholeheartedly and I know I'm not going to get all this back, but I'm going to get other stuff. So it's it's just different, and plus GLs too. Like like you said, it's gonna take a while to get that GL anyway. So give us a couple months with that GL to be able to kind of use it in there instead of boom, getting that GL, using it for a little bit, and then on to the next one, and the same process keeps on happening. Yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, maybe they'll 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 get into it, and they'll be like, all right, I know we said that we wanted them all to be nine months. But it, nine months have passed. We have we're, we're not ready. So surprise, it's going to be longer now. Yeah, hopefully three months, three more months isn't a lot for them. I would bet, and I bet you it's kind of nice for them because then they can rest and do other stuff. And I think it would be nice for us too. Yeah, that was my like. I don't. I was a little. I still am a little surprised why they why they changed it to to that close because. Now, like all those raid specific characters that we talked about, like Greedo or Mission or um, Jawas, there's like, there, there's never going to be a reason to do them now. Like, they're, I mean, yeah. maybe they'll are Platoon or something like that. But if the, if we had progressional raids, like you graduate from one to the next, then uh, everyone would at some would at least be have some type of incentive incentivization. I don't know if that's a word. Um, but now they just don't. Like, there's no progression. It's just dead. Um, so the, so the guy who's going to be coming up in a year from now to where he's going to be working on new raid teams, he's never, he's never going to touch those characters. 
Yeah, the, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I like that model as much. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like it either, but at the same time, I think they need something, and I, I hated Squad Arena, but I think they need something in the ballpark of Squad Arena that has a really fast turnover time to be able to generate more revenue. Because that's what Squad Arena did, is it changed, I think, between six and nine months, something like that. It, it varied kind of on the meta, but that's that's exactly what it did, is you got the new Galactic Legend or meta team, whatever it was, the Revens, and then as pretty much as soon as you got it, it flipped. And I, I, I hated Squad Arena for multiple reasons, but yeah. that's that's kind of what this feels like. And you know, not I mean, they're a business; they need to make money. That's that's how life works. But that's really what it comes yeah. off to me is it's a they need to have a quick turnaround on it because that generates more revenue long term. Yeah, no, you're right on that one for sure. But anyways, all right, so we've covered the new big news pretty well. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about leg day. Let us talk leg day. Important it is. How do you think I jump so high at my age? All right, Tilo, you're up first. What have you been working on for these last couple months? Uh, my leg day has been all, all over the place. I got super jacked legs right now. Um, no, I'm just playing. I did the Leviathan Rex, so I have all of them except for HK. HK just needs like a couple more salvage, and then boom, he, he's done. And uh, he's R7. And then I also need, I think, was it 15 shards of the Sith Fighter? Uh, Sith Fighter was the one I was missing, so, so I needed that one. So should be done before the next one comes out, um, the event. Uh, other than that, I've been working on Marin. Marin's at six stars, so that that's nice. Uh, working on Rex right now as well. He's at four stars. Uh, it's going to be nice once we get those drops, and uh, they're going to be available on all those nodes. So hopefully, that'll kind of speed up the process. Um, I put some Omicrons on my team, so I got Marin's Omicron. I got uh, Saj Ventures Omicron as well. So that was nice. Uh, trying to see if I did anything else. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think I talked about having Doctor Afra. Yeah, you did last um, time. Yeah, so that that's pretty much it. I the think. only the 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 main thing that I do remember from last time is that you didn't have Sith Fighter. Yeah, and I still don't. <laughs> oh, Tilo. Um, but yeah, so double drops are coming up. So are you, are you excited about how that's going to affect everything that you've got going? Heck yeah, man. It's like, if you give me double of anything, I'm down. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for all the nodes that they're going to be on. Like it's, that's the cool thing about CG. Every once in a while they do something like that. And it's like, it, it just helps the process so much faster. So it's going to help me get a layout a lot faster. We just got to see what happens with the other characters, but but it should be nice. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at all of my marquees right now, and I, I just want this to be done. I have yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight marquees right now that I'm, they're all hard node farming, except I guess uh, Cal, he's Cantina. But and I'm I'm gonna and Nisa's gonna join that crew probably really soon. I think she's due to hit a node, maybe next week, or something like that. Like it's 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 coming up. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna be stuck with all these and getting the double drops for those couple of days. That's that's really gonna help. That's gonna make a huge difference in just getting these things freaking done. Um, and it'll probably save me some crystals in the long run because I think I can probably post double drops. I can probably stop refreshing the cow characters. Um, or at a bare minimum, Saw and Tarful, who I'm not going to use except for Cal. And then I can just finish off Mare and uh, Seer as well as um, Cal. Or I guess, yeah, Cal, Cal will get, he'll get finished no matter what, just because he doesn't have to be refreshed. But Are, are you close to getting Cal Kestis then? Yeah, I'm, I'm about six stars for all of those characters. Ooh. And I, 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 I was doing this every week. I think I got busy last weekend. But I was I every single weekend I go in and check to make sure that like I'm not I'm not refreshing too much and I'm just gonna get it way beforehand. But I've been just I've been just doing the 25 crystal refreshes for their nodes for the most part. And they've been coming pretty quickly. Uh Saw is my lowest right now, and he's I guess he's five stars with 83 shards. So Okay. Um I, I should hit I let I should hit Cal, even if he comes back in three months, which is the goal. And he'll be coming back at three and six, and I won't even feel that bad if he comes out in six because Seer, Cal, and Marin are really nice to have, just in yeah. general. I don't know when, when I'm going to get those characters. Like I'm going to go full into Leia just because you have to with the raid and everything like that. So it's going to put those characters on the back end again. It's like it, it's just tough. <laughs> the only good thing is when I eventually get them, I only need them at G12 for the event. But but yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do in regards to Leia. I'll probably, I'll probably wait until Cal is done, and then once Cal is done, I'll probably just go full steam on her. I'm not accelerating Rex, but I really, I have no intention to. With him being on additive drops, I, I, I might slow, completely slow farm him, and then depending on where Scout and Drogon go, it's gonna be real easy, like to just do like maybe the 25s and 50s on them just to finish them. Uh, and then yeah. go right into Leia. I am a little worried if I'm getting characters this quickly, I'm probably going to be down on Relic Materials, which is super fun. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm in a weird spot. I don't know if I should go for him or go for the Leia. Because I have to get all those characters, too. It's just tough. Oh, it just now dawned on me that I probably shouldn't be farming Cal during double drops. Why? Oh, because you have time. I have, Number one, I have time. And number two, because... Signal data with the chance to get double Omicrons is probably better. Oh, yeah. Sig signal data is always a problem anyway, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I should probably be doing that, actually. Anyways, all right, thinking out loud there. Yeah, so Double Drop's coming. I'm working on Marquis. I don't think I really finished anything since the last time we talked. In fact, I was probably still farming Zori. I am 92 out of 100 in Zori. Would you just finish yourself? Um... <laughs> But yeah, for the most, I don't, I don't think I really did. I got, when was the last team I finished? Was it? It, it might have been Afra, and that was a long time ago. Yeah. You've been done. That's why you've been done for a while. You've been enjoying this, uh, this egg game where you could just chill and build up the resources. Oh, uh, just it. It's a bummer though, because I think literally everyone I fought for the last three months, all of them have like relic Zori, and I'm like, all right, screw me. Um, <laughs> but I get for not accelerating her thing. I guess I'll just complain about it because that makes it better, right? But Zori's awesome. I did I did apply some GAC Omicrons very irresponsibly, by the way, too. I have I have Zori. Yeah, so I have Zoris, I have Tuscan Raiders and Sears, and these are all gear eleven teams. Oh my goodness. Like 
There, there was no reason to do any of those. Well, Tuscan Raider, maybe. But Zori and Seer just sitting here like year 11. Do they even have mods on? Oh, they do. Um, but yeah, that those will come in handy. But I'm I'm starting to feel a little low on Omicrons, and Malakos is coming. What are your what are your thoughts on Malakos? We'll see. I'm gonna run it the same way I always do it. I probably won't have all his Omicrons the the first initial DAC when it's able to go, kind of get a feel, see what people do, see which ones are needed, which ones aren't, and then I'll apply after that. I, I'm gonna wait. I'm uh, I'm not gonna go crazy off the rip and apply all three uh he may need all three though but just based on like the the text but it's like anything in this game we read it it's sometimes it's way different when you get out there and play with it so we'll see yeah i'm looking at two of his right now we'll we'll see when he comes out but both they both uniques yeah, I, th I think two of his uniques that have Omicrons on them, they looked so good. One, one is kind of a no-brainer, it looks like. It looks like the uh, the Starkiller one. Not like the Starkiller one, but in the sense of, like, you don't really have the character if you don't have this. Um, and then the other one is a is the Permakill one that also does other stuff. The Permakill one looks really good, and then, yeah, so both is uniques. Permakill is always useful because it's like, how many times have you been in this situation where you used all of them? It's like, you don't have Nihilus, you don't have um, Boba Fett, you don't have Django, you know? Well, and what's really broken about it is, it stays even when he's dead. So it, it's it's a unique that goes beyond death, which, is, which are rare. And it looks like, the way I'm reading it, it looks like it is not dependent on unaligned force users. So... If you're like all out of options, you have like you don't have Mace and the enemy team has like a ton of defense. You just do JMK Cat Malakos, delete Chrysanthemum. He doesn't get to come back, and then JMK and Cat just beat the tar at Abush and Java. Yeah, we'll see. It should be good. Like based on his kit and stuff, he he looks like he has a lot of viability. I'm just hoping he does. I hope it's not like a trend situation where. We were excited in the beginning, but then we get the character and it kind of dies down. Yeah, Trench is, is interesting now because I got a ton of use out of him for four months with his Datacron. Yeah. And, like, he's not totally useless now. I used him, actually used him last night against a an IG Quill team with two Geos. But I, I, I feel like they've got, one of the things that they've gotten, I guess, wrong over the last maybe... I don't know if year is the right right amount of time. I'll just pick some amount of time. It feels like the Conquest characters and the Marquis are, are like interchangeable in terms of value over the last yeah. year. Like if you, So if you look at Trench and you look at Zori, who came out around the same time, who's like the overall more useful character? 100% Zori. <laughs> it's the Marquis character. If you look at Scythe and you look at Defender, overall... Who's the more useful ship there? They're both Empire. They both came out around the same time. I think that one could be a little bit toss-up depending on the situation, but but they're similar levels. Well, that, that's like, what I, of, they are similar yeah. levels, and one of them is a Conquest character, one of them is a Marquis. And yeah. CG, I mean, this was years ago, so I guess it means nothing at this point, but they specifically said that Conquest characters were supposed to be levels above Marquis. Um... So it feels like they I don't I don't know if they're just trying not to have too much power creep in the game, 
which that maybe would feel like, or they're trying to make sure that people actually buy the marquees. Maybe a little bit of both, I don't know. But it feels like that line has been blurred. Yeah, because you start off the rip with um, with Razor Quest or Razor Crest, which basically is like the the main ship for that fleet. Yeah, it's the you pinnacle got, for Executor. Yeah. Yeah, you got Cat, you got Maul, like all these characters that are just powerhouses, and then you kind of go down a little bit. So I completely see that too. The only good thing about Conquest is basically you get it at seven stars. It's a marquee at seven stars, which is which is dope too. But it, I 100% agree. I remember that too. Like these these are supposed to be a step ahead of legendaries. So I I don't know. Like that that's not legendary status these last couple of ones. Well, or they, they they can be, but then like again, mar- marquees rival them. I don't. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. But some of these marquees are crazy though, like Marin and all these other ones, like taking out GLs and stuff like that. So it is what it is. I I I think they Marin ha- felt like a a pretty good balance because she gives, she really is what she obviously what she's doing. She's lifting up the Night Sister team. Like if Marin just came into the game and Mother Talison didn't have a good lead, or if Asajj didn't have a good Omicron, or if Daka didn't have a good kit, like Marin wouldn't be all that good. But um, she's just kind of solving all of their problems. Emo's bringing out another good one, Captain Rex too. Oh yeah, Re- yeah, Rex is Rex is definitely seems above standard marquee level, um, and it's yeah. it's really sad. Like you know, shout out to Kanak or poor one out for Kanak. We got Rex who took Phoenix from being worst team in the game, maybe second worst. I don't know if you want to make some random cup team, but worst team in the game to probably top twenty team, something. Oh, easy. Something in that ballpark. I mean, there's a lot of good teams right now. Like, GLs and pseudo-GLs already take up the first 10. Yeah. But, yeah, he's like a top 20 team. And we were kind of expecting Ewoks to get quite a bit better because Ewoks weren't that much different than Phoenix. Ewoks were... They were were better than Phoenix, but they weren't... They're not transcendent. They're not really good. Um, And then Nisa came out and, like, ticked up the level, like, half a percent. It just makes it a timeout squad now, pretty much on defense. I have her animations her, are still so slow. Basic timeout <laughs> for reals. But all right, Dila, I think we covered the game pretty well. Uh, I did mm-hmm. at my request. I asked that we not talk about the Ahsoka show with it so close right now. I feel like there's yeah. too many pertaining details that I don't. I don't want to risk. But what else is going on in Star Wars in large or at large right now? I think the main thing is just Ahsoka right now. Um, I haven't really been keeping track of a whole bunch of stuff. I was gonna check it out this weekend and kind of like see what's going on, like new book wise. I know one of the one of them should have came out. I could check my Audible. I just haven't had a chance to read it. Uh, it was the Inquisitor book about the two Inquisitors. Let me see. Which two? Um, I don't remember the two. I think they might be brand new Inquisitors, but should have came out. Yeah, I saw. I, I looked this up recently. As far as Inquisitors go, we are up to like thirteen or something right now. Like they're like, ah, we can have more than ten. Yeah, it's um Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. So yeah, I just gotta download that. So thank goodness I remembered. So I'll be listening to that one. Well, we can uh, do. So that- 
I just remember Tilo. If, if we're, there's not a lot going out like that, we could do some podcast questions. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. So I saw a group of podcast questions and some good ones too. So, all right. So we'll start with the most important. What is the best hostess cake or hostess? Little Debbie, tasty cakes, etc. Snack cake. Oh man, it's the the. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking now. Hope we don't steal mine. The little yellow ones. The, the Twinkies. Twinkies. Oh man, I can kill a case of those easy. I'm 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 partial to zebra cakes. Oh, zebra cakes are fire too. Zebra, oh, zebra cakes goodness. are good. You can like taste the yeah. chemicals in them. Like it's it's all of them. It's not it's not good. Like you can you can taste the I don't know the Stefan Byzantine what whatever those ingredients are that are like seventeen letters long in the back of it. Um, but yeah, it, they taste so good. <laughs> Oh, the rolls too, the little cream roll ones. Oh man, those are fire too. Oh, host. Yes, there you go. I cosmic brownies actually. I like those a lot too. I just don't like the stuff on top. Sometimes, sometimes it's just too crunchy. Oh, I love the crunchy. That's the that's the best part. <laughs> All right. Um, which Star Wars book or comics tell the story of Maul, the crime boss? I don't. Do we have this yet? Uh, we don't have like a exact one to where they just focus on Maul as a crime boss. The only thing that we kind of get glimpses of is um, the one with um, Kira. Kira, yeah. Uh, and her comic book kind of touches on like backstory of her and then her time with Maul. You get a little bit of that, but it's not even that much heavy into that either. You only get like aftermaths of uh, Maul's crime organization. And then obviously you get like Solo too. But I think Maul was almost like a hands-off crime lord where he had, like, his, I don't know, generals or captains out there basically running the show. But we do know it was uh, his headquarters was on Daphomir, though. So hopefully they bring out a story about that. It would kind of be interesting, too, especially after what happened with General Grievous and the Night Sisters. Well, and I'm, I'm even just sitting here thinking of, like, all the connections with Aaron and Daphomir as well. Um, or Malico's, oh. like... Yeah, I want I want to say something about the Soka show, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait too. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, next question: If you didn't start relicking your entire roster for Datacrons, what would you have invested that time in? I I honestly I'm I'm I don't have regrets for my datacron upgrades just because i wouldn't upgrade if if it wasn't like a good character it had to be it had to hit two check marks like a good or a good datacron and a good character so even if the datacron was awesome but the character was a little bit trash i would let that one slide so i i don't feel too much regrets on upgrades my big thing is i i have a ton i have like a ton of like r1s or r3s that I was like, all right, you guys just have to be R5 because I want to make sure that you can get defense or whatever when it comes back around. Like, I, I would probably have, I would have a lot more Relic 8s and maybe even Relic 9s if um if Datacrons weren't so Relic conditional because I, I just, I need to have everything R5 on my, at least right now, my entire roster so that when defense and dodge and whatever else stat comes out, I every single team needs to be able to take part in that. I can't I can't really miss out in that regard. But yeah, I would I would have a lot more R8s 
And again, maybe, maybe, maybe R9s. But I, I need that signal data to take everything to R5 right now. Like that is that is priority number one. Yeah. Are they going to change it for like going forward? Uh, they, uh, I, what I they know. what they said was it is being changed this time. It is not guaranteed to be that way in the future. It may be. It may not be. So we're um they they, they committed to nothing basically yeah because even the old set like i was under i i know they didn't say anything but like i kind of thought i was going to be able to use some of these uh level ones on our ones and i go and i'm like ah oh, that kind of sucks it's only this set yep yeah they i think they're testing it out they what i don't know if they were told or they just like looked at their numbers or whatever but engagement for datacrons outside of kyber one and kyber two is garbage and Kyber 1 and Kyber 2, while that is, you know, the, the the higher ups or whatever, that is a very small percentage of the player base. So Kyber itself is only, let's, you know, do the math here, 20, as 20% of the player base, and Kyber 1 and Kyber 2 is less than, it's, it's even smaller. I'm trying to remember what the exact ratios were. 20%, and then I think there was like, the bulk of it's in Kyber 3, and there's smaller percentages in lower 2. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's it's less than 10%. Like, less than 10% of your player base is interacting. It's It's got to be less than that. It's got to be somewhere around 5. Like, 5% of your player base is interacting with this. And I think that they went back... I think they had their survey or whatever, and they went back to the drawing board a little bit with it. And that's why we've been getting all these changes. We, we got the changes for, um, for Relics. But, you know, you can use lower Relic levels. They also allowed us to refresh the store constantly now for um, to be able to buy cash in there with shard shop currency. That was a big deal. And we can also sim Datacrons in Conquest now. So they've... I, I understand why some people might still not like Datacrons at all. But the matter of the fact is that it, they are way easier to deal with now than they were a couple months ago. Yeah. I just, I just wish they would have started this set or this um, change on like last set. I think they would have got more engagement where this one's a little bit more niche and a little bit more like focused on like the good stuff for that set. So I don't know how much more engagement they're going to get. Um, yeah, I just wish it was the last one. I think the last one they would have seen a big, big uptick on that. Sometimes it takes a while for these to get around though, but I do agree with you that the current set this set, all it is, is in response to the previous one. Like, the, yeah. the previous one, all defense, it is not at all an accident that there's a ton of armor pen on this um, on this current set. But maybe maybe this time, this set, the word can, you know, get out about it. And next season's dodge or something way more crucial. And people actually, you know, go after it because that'll win the matches. Yeah. Yeah, so Datacrons has definitely been going in the right direction, but I think, I don't even remember, gosh, what was the question? Oh, yeah, it was where we put our, our relics. Um, <laughs> is there a point where you stop farming characters for a bit to concentrate on gear? Um, no. I think the most important thing is stars. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking it from someone that's bad at stars, like AKA Sith Fighter, but the, <laughs> the most important thing is stars. Having that at seven stars is going to be the best thing because gear, you can always get gear whenever, but stars, you're stopped, you know? 
And then there's so much different avenues to try to get gear to, like out of the stores, out of the different type of currencies, where it's like stars, there's only one. You can only farm it with regular energy. You can only farm it with Cantina, depending on the character. And every once in a while, they'll give you like a little bonus. But it, it, it's a slower process, so you want to go with the slower process first. So I I hold a sl- slightly different opinion. I do think that, that you want to be focusing on shards almost as much as you can but there does come a time where you one of one of the arts of the game i guess i will call it is when you time everything perfectly for a new team like let's say a, a new team's coming out and you're like okay so if i farm the shards it's gonna take me six months and then you go and you stop and you're like okay so i have six months that means if I get Kyrotech specifically from Get2 and GAC currency, that means it'll take me four months. All right, so if I specifically spend this currency to get Zetas, and you 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 do the math to make sure that when you get Team X or Team Y or Team Z or whatever it is, you have everything. Because I what I don't, what I would be a little bit fearful that people will run into is they're just completely lopsided and they're unlocking all these characters and all these teams and they're not actually able to use any of them. Um, and ultimately what you were saying towards the beginning there is very important in the sense that it's, it's always easier to get gear. Um, you, you, you can always farm, you can always farm it on more areas. So shards do naturally end up being the larger focus, but I, I would just, I guess, say that in response to the question, I know it's not a clean cut answer, but just make sure that you're not constantly, um, mistiming things because of the way you're splitting things up. No, and I'm right there with you too. Like a lot of times I'll do that too, where like you get the stars for a team. Usually it's a team. Stars, team, gear, next project. Star, team, gear, next project. So it just depends on the situation too. Like GL wise, like it all just depends. The stars yeah. are usually mine. Yeah, it does. Um, I think we answered that one quite well. See, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all these. These, these have a tendency to accumulate. <laughs> Uh, I got asked, what does Mrs. Awesome has to say about the way I was looking at Scout Trooper? I think she just, I think, so, I mean, my wife looked at it, saw what she probably considers a clone trooper, and was like, oh, I think she actually did say something about how I looked, but it wasn't, it was more so, like, her complimenting me. Um, (laughs) Are there any characters that you feel their best team underutilizes them? I don't, huh. I don't think that I, I, I kind of, I would challenge the question a little bit. Like how do you underutilize a character in a team? I'm trying to think about it. Cause there's like, I want to say there is, but I just can't think of a name where it's like a really, really good character. You need it for that team, but it's like almost like cat, you know, cat would be a, an example, you know, the cat does so much for, for JMK squad probably is like the best character on there but it's like cat does uh, so much other stuff on other teams too but the only bad thing about that one is it, it doesn't underutilize it like cat is the main star there yeah should i say so, she's being utilized a ton there i don't know if there's anything else other than like that with like a little bit less use on its like main spot i i i don't know if this is with the way the question meant to be asked but i i could see in the sense of underestimated like you you and I, I I feel this way. I have a group of characters that I kind of feel this way about all the time where 
I feel like a lot of the other characters get credit for it. And like the JMK team is actually a really good example. To me, the unsung hero of the JMK team and a lot of the other teams that she's on is Oji Ahsoka. Oh yeah, Oji Ahsoka's nice. Like she makes she makes a lot of difference on that team. Like I almost feel like JMK's team was built around her model of constantly assisting because that's how they heal, that's how they get ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, kind of how they get ultimate. But she she seems uh underappreciated. And then there's one one other ca- oh, um I feel like Dark and I, I've mentioned this in a ton of videos, so there's probably a bunch of people tired of hearing it from me. But I feel like Dark gets all the create uh credit for Piet's work. Oh yeah, Piet Piet's the engine to that squad because you take Piet out, trash. But like he, you could take Dark out and still have an okay Imperial Troopers team. Oh yeah, and like he's not even like Piet's not so so Piet is the engine, but he's not just the engine, he's the damage. One of the reasons why Dark just obliterates characters is yes, his, his kid is good. He hits four times. His his armor pen is nice. Um, but the reason why he can do that sometimes is because he has 30 stacks of Emperor's Trap and it's just getting so much raw offense from Piet being there. And you don't you don't get that. You don't get that if he's not there. Yeah, I I, I do remember, and this is actually my benefit. There were I saw one guy. He tried to counter, I forget what team I had. Um, it was like a Darth Revan team. And he was trying to, on my defense, and he was trying to leave Piet with Lord with his Lord Vader. And I'm like, dude, your your troopers are not going to beat Darth Revan without Piet. And of course, he got slaughtered. So it was great for me. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to say trash character because I really like this character a lot. But like character not to the level of the other characters would be like a Zalbar. Zalbar on like... Um, on uh what do you call it a carf team is underutilized but like you put it on dash or you put it on even ray sometimes like he he shines a lot more oh i think i, I understand what the que- i think i understand how you understood the question you're probably right like they're being they're on a team that they actually should be on a higher level team they're being underutilized on that one like their main team yeah Isabor actually would be a, a pretty good example of that he's should not if you're using him at all he shouldn't be on a Karth team no no <laughs> but all right uh moving on oh there's a bunch of gifts here um <laughs> that's a long question jayhawker um yikes jayhawker got the best questions though all right we're, we're gonna do this one we'll call it a day which do you think is more important for brand new 4 million account having the specific teams necessary to beat the harder proving grounds or having the really good conquest teams such as JML? So conquest or proving grounds is essentially where should, if you had to give them the choice, where do you focus your roster? Um, it just depends. Like how far are you going to get conquest with just JML? Like what box is that going to be? But at the same time, you don't want to get into those proving grounds. So I would say probably JML if it's going to stop you from getting into the proving grounds. But at the same time, it's like if you have JMK, like we mentioned, if you don't have Cat, like what do you really have at that point? So I don't know. It is just very situational. But I would still kind of put the priority of not going back into proving grounds at all. If it takes you six months to get that character then get JML if that's going to help you get to that position. Yeah, so I'm I'm speaking from a point of very large inexperience here, so you might just discredit entirely what I say, but um, 
you need to look at what the team is because from my understanding of proving grounds is the way it's kind of shaped is you don't just like get jmk and then suddenly beat everything most of maybe not all but most of them require very specific synergy and a very specific team to beat it like you don't i don't think you beat interceptor without treya or or that's the main team there, there's other teams that can do it but they don't do it as well or something to that effect so basically what i'm getting at is go out, go after the, this is gonna suck go after the good teams like for real you you know you know you need interceptor you know you need treya you know she's gonna be good in other parts of the game do treya uh i don't know was it treya for cat I don't think so. I don't know. I, and th- 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 this is where I speak from an experience. Well, it was because uh, it's the Reva mission that has Interceptor. I mean, Treya might know which Treya might beat Cat too. She might. I don't know. I don't even know what's in Reva's mission. No, That's none of crazy. us do because they don't let us play it. Which, from a content creator perspective, I and this is like super first world problems, but from a content creator perspective, sucks because not only can I not make videos on it, and you know that's fun. But I so I'm useless to people when when they ask me about it. Like, oh, what team should I do this? And so I mean, I it, it just requires so much more legwork on my part to figure out those answers, and I don't. Unfortunately, it doesn't get the time. So sorry, Jayhawker, we were we were pretty useless for that one. Yeah, that one's tough. But yeah. All right. Uh, so we're gonna probably call it a day there. Tila, do you have anything else you would like to share with the public before we deuce out? Um, nothing for me. Just go enjoy Ahsoka next week. Can't wait. This should be fun. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited for the two whatchamacallit premiere. Um that's gonna be good. Alright. Uh thank you guys for watching. Appreciate everyone out there. Until next time, stay mad awesome. Bye, Felicia.